When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton, your host. This is today's Recruiting Breakdown, brought to you by Mark Saunders of Allstate Insurance. Hey, CJ, uh, big recruiting weekend coming up for the Longhorns right now. You and I know that. Uh, you've got over 70 names uh, expected to be in Austin uh, this weekend. I think that's just absolutely incredible uh, effort by the Texas coaches to get this many guys uh, here at this point in time. Uh, but also we've got a lot of portal action going on. Let's start uh, with the uh, portal situation as it is right now. Um, and that is the fact that Texas has four commitments, the latest being Isaiah Bond, the wide receiver from Alabama. He joins with Andrew McCuba, a defensive back out of Clemson. Uh, he also joins uh, Matthew Golden, the wide receiver uh, out of the University of Houston. And the fourth one is Trey Moore, uh, the linebacker, defensive end, really a defensive end rush specialist out of UTSA. So far, the Longhorns have really killed it in the portal, in my opinion. Uh, CJ, now they've got more meat on the bone, uh, to so to speak. So to speak. Uh, they're looking at not only uh, Silas Bolden, the wide receiver from Oregon State, uh, but also Kendrick Blackshire, the linebacker out of Alabama. Uh, they're waiting on uh, Ben Urasik, a tight end out of Stanford that's down to Texas and Georgia. And then perhaps another tight end that might enter the portal, Amari Nyblack out of uh, Alabama. It appears to me that Steve Sarkeesian is kind of just playing his cards as they happen. Uh, he did not push for C.J. Daniels, for example, uh, when he could have uh, and waited for someone like Isaiah Bond to enter the portal. It feels like they're doing exactly what they said they're going to be, very selective, uh, very, very uh, uh, agile as well, uh, adapting to whatever may happen. Uh, once, uh, you know, once a, a situation like uh, Kellen DeBoer going to Alabama, Nick Saban retiring, and now even the Arizona kids, uh, some of those guys might be in the portal too. What do you think of, of uh, Sark's approach at this time? Yeah, he's certainly not rushed anything when it comes to the portal. In fact, I've thought he's been very patient to the, to the extent that it's benefited him and his staff when it comes to finding the right fit, the right type of player, and obviously – the production and experience that comes with each of these guys that you just mentioned. We had talked about uh, instant impact out of the portal in years past. Obviously we saw it with AD Mitchell specifically last year, Texas is doing just that again this year in terms of bridging the gap from a lot of talent leaving the 20 from the 2023 roster to bridging the gap to the youngsters that are now starting to file in and, and really starting to stockpile talent wise uh, behind the scenes uh, in the younger ranks of the Texas roster right now. So Texas is doing a great job of ensuring that there will be a, a high you know, quality of talent. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, 
Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. On this roster, regardless of position, and they're doing it just now, uh, you mentioned the C.J. Daniels and Isaiah Bond kind of situation. Texas found out Nick Saban was retiring, said, hold on, let's see what happens here. And as a result, goes out and gets a 10-6, 10-5 kid and Isaiah Bond, who is you know, projected to be a, a, one of the first te- uh, wide receivers taken in the 2025 draft. So a tremendous job of being uh, – really flexible with the portal. And, and certainly whenever they find their guys, the Texas staff is, is wasting no time to going out, being aggressive and getting them into the fold. Uh, it's interesting uh, that you're talking it that way because I feel like uh, Texas uh, certainly trying to be impactful, right? And, and do things that way. Uh, Isaiah Bond, one of those guys. Uh, all right, before we get going into the junior day, uh, I want to say thank you to our sponsor. That's Texas Allstate agent, Mark Saunders. He is the only insurance agent you need to help keep tabs on all of your stuff. Everything from your home, car, boat, to your motorcycle, RV, ATV. Call Texas Allstate agent Mark Saunders' office today at 512-218-8571. Are you in good hands? With more than 35 years of experience, you will be. With Texas alum Mark Saunders, give him a call. 512-218-8571. That's 512-218-8571. 8571. Thank you, Mark, for your sponsorship of On Texas Football and the recruiting breakdown. All right, let's go and talk about these players coming in this weekend uh, because, man, it is a who's who in many ways of the 2025 recruiting class, not only around the state of Texas, but around the country. Let's start with quarterback. And actually, there's no one coming in at quarterback this year uh, because Texas already has its quarterback for the 2025 class. That's KJ Lacey, who visited this past weekend and is now set to visit on January 27th with his high school teammate, Ryan Williams. Yeah, he actually mentioned to me uh, last weekend at the 7-on-7 tournament down there in, in Lockhart. He was, you know, uh, kind of sad. He was missing on his junior day festivities, but that is two straight uh, weekends to Austin right there, I guess two out of three, to get, to be able to sit with the staff, hang out, see the campus, enjoy time in Austin. E- exactly what you want if you're Texas, getting him back to, to school with a lot of schools starting to, you know, creep in and start encroaching on this uh, uh, commitment from KJ Lacey to Texas right now, tremendous job by the staff to get him back on campus for a little bit more one-on-one sit-down time, uh, January twenty-seven. All right, good stuff. All right, now let's move on to the unofficial visitors uh, for this weekend, twenty twenty-five uh, guys. Let's start with the running back group: Jordan Davison, a young man out of Modern Day High School in Santa Ana, California, same high school as. Spencer Shannon, the tight end, and Brandon Baker, the offensive lineman. Baker just signed with Texas. DeAndre Ridden, Tiger Ridden, out of DeSoto, two-time state champ, 
had a whale of a state championship game two years ago. Wesley Yarbrough out of Crosby. Uh, Ritten and Davison seem to be at or near the top of Tashard Choice's wish list. Absolutely. Davison's been a name that's kind of floated around Texas circles for quite some time. Obviously, the modern day to Texas pipeline is one that Texas fans are very familiar with. And Sarkeesian's obviously no stranger to uh, the modern day uh, facility and school program over there. They produce tremendous talent every year. Jordan Davison's in that conversation right now for being uh, the top national running back in the in the in the entire country. And obviously, you talked about uh, Tiger Ryden and what he's been able to do at Desoto, who's been no stranger to developing talent as well. Uh, Ryden told me earlier in the year he was hoping to hear a little bit more from Texas. Clearly, getting him on campus, Texas is on his radar right now, uh, and and could be a big player moving forward depending on how things go with uh, Jordan Davison, as you mentioned. Uh, you look at this next, well, let's go to the receivers group. Um, you know, it is a who's who list of guys from the state of Texas, uh, but there's two guys not in here that we need to mention. DeCorian Moore out of Duncanville and Taz Williams out of Red Oak. Uh, Moore, we believe, headed to uh, LSU this weekend and Taz Williams headed to Georgia Tech. But let's look at some of these guys. There's a couple I want to ask you about because I think one of them is been underrated at this point, and that's Kelshawn Johnson out of Hitchcock. Absolutely. Big-time playmaker. You talk about what Texas is adding in the portal this year at receiver. Kelshawn Johnson certainly fits that mold, a guy that can change directions very quickly, has great bursts and acceleration with the ball in his hands, and is a big-time playmaker playmaker waiting to happen anytime the ball is headed in his direction. I'm a big fan of his, and I think you're right. He is on, in that underrated category right now. Uh, the state of Texas is loaded at receiver this year. He's a guy that needs a little bit more love. I think he is one that will certainly start floating up to the top when rankings and ratings start, you know, updating later on during the cycle. Got a couple more from the Dallas area. Emmanuel Choice, Cartarius Brown, uh, Ashton Ansley from the Houston area. Uh, he could be maybe a grow, grow into a tight end at some point. Uh, Tanook Hines, two kids from uh, San Antonio as well, Jaden Perez and Jalen Cooper. Uh, just a, a, an overall interesting group, uh, as well as Ja'Cory Watson at Shadow Creek, uh, teammate of Deuce Williams, uh, the commitment for the Longhorns at linebacker. All right, let's look at the tight end group now. Uh, your thoughts on this group, uh, Nick Towns and Bear Tenney, uh, Keandre Johnson, Keody Armstrong. Your, th your thoughts on those guys? Well, it's interesting if Texas is taking – Multiple more visits from the 2025 tight end spot, obviously having uh, Amari Winston committed and in the class this year out of Georgia. Uh, Bear Tinney will be one to watch a little bit. He has ties to Michigan. He's moving to Utah, actually, uh, for his senior season. So that'll be something to, to monitor his interest in the, you know, the staying in the southern region as well, staying in the state of Texas. I'm actually looking at Keoti Armstrong out of Jasper. He was one that lit up the 7-on-7 seven -seven circuit a year ago. Obviously, teammates or former teammates with Ty Anthony Smith down there at Jasper as well. So one to keep an eye on right there is Keoti Armstrong. I know that Steve Sarkeesian is actually visiting his high school today on Tuesday uh, afternoon. One to keep an eye on right there for the duration of the 2025 cycle as well. All right, uh, let's look at the offensive line. Uh, these are the big boys up front. Uh, Kyle Flood likes to call them big humans, of course. This is, uh, frankly, as good a, a list as you're going to get, right? I mean, uh, it is absolutely astounding, just uh, every part of the state. There are a couple guys that are going elsewhere, but not many. Um, what do you make uh, of this group of offensive linemen? 
Not a lot of out-of-state guys. Uh, there is one uh, that, that I want to note, and that's John Mills out of San Francisco. He's somebody that Kyle Flood has kind of earmarked. Yeah, really the only name from the in-state crop that surprised me as not being on this list is Michael Fasusi, who is headed to Missouri. Aside from that, you're getting the entire who's who of in-state offensive linemen for the 2025 class. I mean, you look at it, Byron Washington, Jordan Coleman, Lamont Rogers, big time bodies on the offensive line, uh, Tyler Thomas as well. Uh, it's a really impressive group. I think Jonte Newman is in that conversation to be uh, someone that te uh, Texas fans should be more aware of and what's going on in his recruitment. I think Texas is a big time player that might not be getting the love uh, on the mainstream Twitter feeds or boards along the lines of that. So it's exactly what you want to see from Kyle Flood in this Texas offensive line, talking about maintaining talent and development on the offensive line. This is the group that will get that done for Texas in 2025. CJ, let's let's turn our attention now to defense. Uh, of course, there's some coaching situations going on right now that we need to mention, and that starts along the defensive front, right? Uh, uh, you know, right now, Bo Davis took the job at LSU. That kind of threw things, a wrench in things. Uh, but they have several guys coming in this weekend. A couple guys to note, Zion Williams has been a priority almost from the get-go. Uh, Texas has really shown a lot of love to both Xavier Ponu uh, and Floyd Guidry. Carmelo Brooks, Landon Rink, of course, his dad, Shane, played at Texas. He visited A&M last weekend. And then kind of a sleeper type, Chris Johnson out of Iowa Colony. Uh, what do you think the plans are at this point? Oh, and by the way, Br Brandon Brown, I would be remiss not to mention him. Uh, the commitment out of O'Galley, Florida, that is one of the nation's top defensive line prospects. What What is your thought, CJ, on the approach Texas might take this weekend without a defensive line coach yet in tow? You know, it's going to have to be a team approach from Pete Kwiatkowski and Steve Sarkeesian to ensure that these kids are seeing the vision at Texas despite not having a position coach yet. Tell them about the you know the path and trajectory of the Texas football program. Obviously, we've seen the development of years past under Bo Davis. That's no longer the case right now, and there must be, uh, I would say, a little bit more of a, a a warm welcome for these guys to feel at home and feel like Texas is a place that they can play while continuing to see what happens down the road and trusting that Sarkeesian makes that higher at the defensive line spot. Still, six. Very talented guys coming in, plus Brandon Brown, who's making, I, I believe, his first visit to campus since his commitment, obviously, uh, five of which are from the state of Texas. So you talk about Texas really starting to make uh, a dominant effort at you know controlling what happens inside the state of Texas. Six of them from the in-state side of, uh, of, of the state lines. That's really important. Obviously, Kevin Otis right down the road uh, from Hattiesburg, Louisiana, uh, another guy to keep a close eye on. But, I mean, you start talking about Floyd Guidry, uh, Xavier Pono, and, and Zion Williams. These are all guys that have been around Texas uh, several times now. This is not their first time to, to campus. They've been frequent flyers down here. So uh, it's a lot of familiarity, and obviously it will help bridge the gap before that defensive line coach uh, uh, hire is eventually made. Hattiesburg, Mississippi, I think you meant to say. Yes. Is, is that correct? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> there you go. All right. Hey, at Edge, a uh, totally different group. Not as many in this group, but there's a couple guys they've been on for a long period of time. Uh, Lance Jackson, one of them from Texarkana, a couple of Texarkana guys uh, that are coming in. We'll talk more about a, a young kid that, that, that Texas apparently and everybody really likes. Kamora Morgan, Chad Woodfork. What do you think here? 
Yeah, no, this is a, a familiar group as well. Kamora Morgan was one that I got to see at Red Oak uh, last spring when he was really growing into his junior season. And you see the physical tools, big hands. Uh, he's got a wide base, one that you can continue to mold and, and kind of grow into a dominant defensive lineman. Uh, but great length. I, I'm a big fan of his. And then uh, Chad Woodfork out of uh, Summer Creek. He was one that visited at the end of July this past summer basically gushed at being able to watch Kelvin Banks, who he grew up watching down there in Summer Creek. Obviously, he talked about his celebrity status and how impactful it was to watch him in action. I think Texas is very high on his list. And then obviously Texas fans should be familiar with the Jackson last name out of Pleasant Grove, uh, getting the younger brother right there coming down for the visit. He's one that really started to develop and start growing into his body. Uh, Texas fans should be familiar with all three of them. A, a very strong in-state crop, despite only three visitors at the edge position this week. I think, you know, the state of Texas has not produced a lot of top-ranked linebackers, but boy, this list next uh, looks like a who's yeah. who. Jonah Williams out of Galveston Ball. Bo Barnes is as good as it gets out of Skyline. Riley Pettijan out of McKinney. Uh, Nasir Wyatt out of Modern Day, one of the top guys on the West Coast. And then you have Deuce Williams, right, out of Shadow Creek already uh, uh, committed to the Longhorns, uh, by and large, one of the best crop of in-state linebackers in years for, for, for the state of Texas. Do you agree with that? Without a doubt. And these are, you know, uh, aside from Anthony Williams, who's already in the fold, you're talking about four uncommitted guys who are probably all within the top 100 to top 120 in the national rankings. It's a very deep in-state linebacking group. And you toss in Nasir White as well from modern day, who we've talked about the familiarity there with Texas and going out to California to that program, it's, you know, a, a tremendous haul. Once again, Jonah Williams is in that conversation to being a top 10, top 15 player in the entire country. He wasn't sure if he was going to make it to campus. He has since, uh, uh, you know, kind of reaffirmed that he is looking to make the trip to Austin this weekend. And then Elijah Bo Barnes and Riley Pettijan, two guys from the DFW area who are in the conversation for 1A and 1B linebackers in the state as well. Uh, when you consider Jonah Williams and what he brings to the table all, all along. I mean, a very impressive linebacking group. And you talk about the development and steps that Anthony Hill has taken and the path to the field that he was able to get, you know, kind of fast-tracked. That should be very encouraging when you start recruiting the next generation of linebackers at Texas. Uh, just an astounding group. Jonah Williams, uh, terrific. Riley Pettijan, Bo Barnes. Uh, just a, an all all stellar class, I think. All right, let's look at the DBs. And I think that what's interesting here is, you know, the versatility of a lot of these guys. They can play corner. They can play safety. They can play nickel. Uh, Kobe Sellers was at uh, Georgia this past weekend. Uh, Jaden Sanders out of Kilgore plays safety, can play corner. Jabari Antoine, same high school as Derek Williams, the, the safety at Texas that played so well this year. Um, you look at the, the DB class. And a couple of names that stand out to you and what Texas should maybe anticipate. Jabori Anton, first and foremost, is a name that Texas fans should be keeping a close eye on. I've mentioned that with a couple prospects. Jabori Anton having made, uh, I believe this is now his third visit to campus since the end of July, is something that is certainly noteworthy 
right now. Very highly touted prospect from Louisiana. Obviously, familiarity with Derek Williams and his recruitment and what that meant to Texas right now. That is something uh, I'll be uh, monitoring very closely. Uh, Jaden Sanders is actually uh, an intriguing name to me in the sense that he's 6'2", very lengthy, and can play multiple positions in the secondary. We obviously have talked about how important versatility is in the defensive back room. That is something that I think the Texas staff is valuing a lot right now whenever they evaluate these prospects. It will be interesting to see what kind of impact Dwayne Aquina eventually has in the recruiting fold and evaluation uh, side of things here. But one other name is Kobe Sellers out of Shadow Creek. He's one that Texas has been very heavily recruiting as well. He's been very uh, interested in the Longhorns dating back to – even so, you know, last spring, about this time last spring as well, Oklahoma's in on him, Georgia's in on him, a very talented prospect, true corner guy, I might add, at that position as well. So a really interesting to watch. And, I mean, this is, again, another position in which there is a lot of talent coming to campus and a lot of excitement in terms of the in-state crop for the 2025 cycle. i got to mention this, three guys from the Fort Bend area. Uh, Texas in the last 10 years, has just not recruited the Fort Bend area as well as it should have. Uh, interesting, two kids from Hightower and one from Fort Bend, Marshall, uh, Cade Phillips uh, and Michael Amy uh, at Hightower, and then Caleb Chester over at uh, Fort Bend, Marshall, which is just putting out pl- prospect after prospect of late. All right, let's move on to the athlete car- category. A couple of my favorites are in this one. First, I want to mention Swade Griffin. Uh, Swade is the son of uh, a friend of ours, Cedric Griffin, the former Longhorn National title winning cornerback, played uh, almost 10 years in the NFL. Um, Cedric's uh, son, Swade, is one of the state's top hurdlers, uh, plays a number of different positions for Lago Vista. Uh, then you have Demetrius Brisbon out of Chapel Hill. He's currently uh, committed uh, to uh, SMU. But tell us a little bit about Michael Terry, because uh, he's like a do-it-all athlete out of Alamo Heights. Yeah, he's a guy who always has the ball in his hands, is always impactful at a number of positions, wide receiver, safety, corner, uh, takes snaps out of the backfield as well. He's someone that, as you said, can do it all. Uh, I'll be interested to see where Michael Terry projects. I actually think he's a a better wide receiver than anything else. Uh, Very impactful, great hands right there, uh, down there for Alamo Heights. I actually got to watch him uh, last year in the state playoffs, all-around player. Big-time football player by the definition of it. Uh, I'll be eager to see just where Texas projects him at the next level, but I'm excited to see him back on campus, and hopefully he's one that leaves with an offer whenever he departs campus uh, this weekend. All right, uh, before we get – that, that's all total, I think, was that almost uh, 55 or, or 58 total guys that are 2025s that are coming in, I believe. Uh, the, the, that list may grow over the next couple of days. So we're not going to put an exact number on it, uh, CJ, but clearly uh, the Longhorns setting up for a big junior day. But it's not just a junior day. They're also bringing some underclassmen in that we need to mention. Uh, But before I do that, I want to say thanks again to Mark Saunders, uh, the Texas Allstate agent. Uh, He's got everything you need when it comes to protecting all of your stuff from your home, car, boat, motorcycle, RV, ATV, you name it. He can help you. Are you in good hands with more than 33 or 35 years of experience? You will be with Texas alum Mark Saunders. Give him a call, 512-218-8571. That's Mark Saunders, 512-218-8571. Thanks, Mark, for your sponsorship of On Texas Football. All right, uh, CJ, I've got a list here of 15. we got a list of 15 names so far. That may change by the hour. 
but what I, a couple of names I want to mention to you here are the two running backs from East Texas. It looks like Texas is prioritizing East Texas a little more, not just in this past class, or not just in this most recent one that we saw, but as a go forward. You you agree with that? I, I, I do think Texas is starting to make deeper inroads in the East Texas area. You know, that's something that is very important to owning the state of Texas, as we've talked about, because East Texas seemingly produces a top, you know, three or five athlete in the state every single year on top of the deeper talent that, you know, kind of squeaks out towards uh, uh, Arkansas. I, I know uh, Louisiana gets involved in that area as well. Uh, Oklahoma as well. If you talk about the Carthages and, and everybody along the lines of that in that area, it's a, it's, it, it's a place that, you know, Texas has had success in in the past, but not necessarily a stronghold as you would talk about a DFW uh, this past cycle specifically. So I'm very encouraged to see this group uh, kind of grow in the, the East Texas facility. And I mean, you're talking about uh, KJ Edwards and Tredarian Bell at that running back spot right now, two of the top running backs in the entire state, regardless of classification and two guys that are very familiar with coming down to Texas. Shard uh, Choice has done a tremendous job of doing early evaluation and finding guys early on in the cycle to come in and be uh, recruited by the Texas Longhorns. And it, no, I mean, it's no secret. <laughs> He's really good at what he does when it comes to evaluating and, and recruiting. So uh, very eager to see how these recruitments and relationships start to develop as Texas progresses in these recruitments. Uh, what do you know about Will Griffin, quarterback out of Tampa? Yeah, 6'3", about 215. Good build. Great build. You know, he's someone that uh, on you know paper right now kind of looks just like an Arch Manning would in terms of physical stature. Uh, good athlete as well. Very lively arm out of Tampa. Uh, he's a, at a Jesuit school, so he's, you know, getting good coaching, good and good uh, training down there in Tampa as well. So I'm very encouraged to see uh, what Texas does. It's interesting to see Texas uh, bring in I, I believe he's only one of two quarterbacks coming in for this week, and the other is a 2027 that we'll get to in a minute. But right now, Texas is being very precise in their approach to recruiting quarterbacks, and that's not been uh, something out of the ordinary with Steve Sarkeesian, making sure that those quarterbacks feel that they are the number one priority in that class. I think it's interesting you said Jesuit school, but really it's the private school aspect that makes sure that a lot of these guys have some good uh, – uh, resources that maybe they don't have at other schools. Uh, yes. It's very, very interesting there. All right. Uh, the other guy I want to mention that I think is just a fantastic player is John Turntine, the big offensive lineman out of North Crowley. Uh, if he's not one of the best players in the state of Texas, I'm not sure who is. Just absolutely tremendous, in my opinion. Yeah, he's been a name that's been tossed around as best overall prospect in the entire state, regardless of classification. And if that doesn't get you excited, I'm not sure what will. But he's coming down to campus as well from the same high school as Samaj Burrell. So Texas does have uh, some inroads to North Crowley as well. That'll be something to monitor and watch. But John Turntine is someone that I've heard a lot of tremendous things about in terms of where he projects in a few years. Obviously, we're already talking about him right now as a sophomore, coming out of, out of his sophomore season as a guy who could compete and be in that conversation for the best all-around player in the state of Texas. All right, let's flip forward. Just a few prospects coming in in 2027. You mentioned the quarterback out of Shreveport, Louisiana, Peyton Houston, running back Jordan Smith out of Grossbeck, another East, Beck, East Texas prospect. But let's focus on the wide receiver out of DeSoto, Booby Feaster, who we think may be, again, one of those guys that may be one of the best prospects in the state, regardless of class. Yeah, it's not often that you see true freshmen 
you know, infiltrate the lineup at DeSoto and have big roles. You know, that's what exactly Booby Feaster did. Uh, great height, great size, great length, but that's not what makes him a special talent. You know, it's the speed. It's a guy who uh, has already clocked about a 10-6, 10-7 in the 100 meter as a true freshman in high school. Uh, incredible speed, incredible burst. I was able to watch him earlier this year against Allen, making his first career reception as a DeSoto Eagle. He was someone that we obviously knew coming in as, after earning some offers as an eighth grader. Uh, but watching him and being able to see him very early on in his high school career is very encouraging because he's, again, a guy that will make big-time uh, national headways in, during his recruitment because of his speed. You just simply cannot teach it. Yep. Uh, interesting. So that's 77 total that we have on our list right now. Uh, that could grow clearly by Friday, Saturday when these guys show up. Uh, just a tremendous job, though, in my opinion, of Texas getting all these guys on campus. I, I do. Before we let you go, uh, I do want to follow back up on something I said on the portal uh, and uh, make a correction or an and or an addition. We're also waiting on Jabbar Muhammad, uh, the defensive back out of Washington. Uh, Washington uh, has he was originally at Oklahoma State. He's from DeSoto, went to Oklahoma State, transferred to Washington last year, came back, and and once Kalen DeBoer. Uh, decided to go to Alabama. He put his name in the transfer portal, wanted to get closer to home was the thought. Texas, clearly a, a potential here, but Oregon is making a big play as well. Uh, the Ducks right now, I think, having a little bit of a lead, but he will be visiting Austin uh, here in the coming days uh, as well. So keep that one on online. We're going to be following that recruitment as well. Okay, I hope that gives you a great overview of the junior day coming up. Gives you an overview of what's going on in the portal as well with the latest information we have. All right, for C.J. Vogel, I'm Bobby Burton. This has been your, this episode of On Texas Football. Hook them.